Well, hello and welcome, my friends, to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely fantastic day today. Again, thank you for supporting Health Masters. Be sure to check out the website if you need anything at healthmasters.com. And I saw an interesting article this morning over in Louisiana, and this shows you how communities pull together to help each other out, but also shows you how the beginning phases of catastrophes, how a lot of times people can still function pretty well. And I've told everybody this before. You guys have heard me say, you know, when something collapses or something goes down or something like a hurricane hits, in most cases, it's not complete and utter chaos at the very beginning. I know back in 2004, we had these three hurricanes hit us over a six-week period. By the time the third one hit us, it was pretty much done. It was lights out for central Florida. You know, if you didn't have a very, very good generator with a whole lot of fuel, I mean, we pretty much didn't have power from the, uh, you know, Tico, the electric plant for about, I think it was seven, eight, nine days. You know, we had a generator and stuff, which was great, but I mean, it was, it was, it was out for a while and, you know, we didn't have any rioting. We didn't have any looting. Everybody pretty much came together for the most part. And I saw an article here in Louisiana and it was talking about basically the Canesco market in old Matrary, basically over in Louisiana. And it said basically hundreds of anxious residents came out now, basically yesterday after hurricane Ida is pretty much over now. And they said they didn't have any power at this market. They had a generator in the background and a couple of the freezers still, but they were conserving the fuel so they weren't running any lights or anything. And employees showed up. Employees showed up to the store and basically were selling stuff at the front door for via cash only. Obviously, there was no card available whatsoever. They said, you know, it's dark in there. They said there's condensation on the floor, so we can't let people in. But they would go in and get stuff off the shelf for people and get water and beer and food and ice and eggs and anything they pretty much needed because the main freezers were still operational due to the generators. And they were kind of running them in cycles in the daytime and then off some at night to keep everything frozen. And I thought that was interesting, and that's why I always encourage everybody. We see a lot happening now with certain aspects like this and why I've encouraged people to always make sure you have some backup extra cash. I know that concept kind of eludes a lot of people nowadays, and I can't tell you how many times I've been around people people go, well, I don't have any cash. We're, we're going to dinner and we're splitting dinner. I'm like, dude, just throw, you know, throw $30, $40 each on it. You know, that'll cover the tip. We'll both just split it. They'll go, well, I don't have any cash. Oh, my gosh. I got to wait for you to give them your card. You wait for them to bring it back and wait for them to sign it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, whatever. And it's funny, though, to me how many people do not have a single dollar in their wallet. All they have are cards. And as I told you guys yesterday or two days ago, on Monday or Sunday when I went to go fill up the truck over the racetrack, And I went up to the gas pump, and the pump was operational, took the card, and I realized there were people standing at the front door racetrack all mad. And I walked over there, and sure enough, the big sign says, we're due to shortage of staff. We're not open inside until 3 p.m. This is like one of the busiest days for racetrack after church. Everybody goes there and gets supplies or gets food or gets ice or gets fuel. And I thought to myself, what happened if I didn't have any card on me? What happens if the card systems went out? What happens if the bank systems went out? What happens if the power systems went out? This, this gas station's defecto. I mean, it's done. Even simply if my car gets declined and if I have cash, let me go inside. Oh, wait, they're closed. And that's how quick you realize stuff starts to happen. So I'm glad to see some of the areas of Louisiana are already starting to bounce back. And also, too, 
I saw this article, and this is something that I wanted to bring up because I, see, I hear a lot of people talking about it. I've told you guys this for months. There is no such isolated form that they're constantly testing for a Delta variant. The Delta variant is simply a term. It's a new hot-button word to keep everybody terrified for right now, and then they're going to change it to something else. The American Lung Association came out now and stated, and I quote, regular COVID-19 test that you buy at the store or are tested in your hospital, they do not detect any different variant involved in a patient's case. That information does not change the approach or care of therapy. The variant identification requires specific genome sequencing, a process separate from regular viral tests, and not and one that not only labs are able to do or not do on a routine basis for patient care, but are done more for public monitoring. So what they're saying is here, these this genome sequencing is rarely done at all under any circumstances right now. They simply find out if you may be testing positive for some type of virus, which the PCR test picks up on. It does not isolate COVID either. Is what it's saying here does not isolate a specific variant or virus. It simply tells you if you have a virus. That's why I've told people before. You'll know if you're getting sick. You don't have to go run to a little outside kiosk hut every five or six days and stand in line to have somebody shove a Q-tip up your nose to tell you you're perfectly healthy. This concept has eluded most people. They've done this to constantly keep the population in a fear-based mindset. Watch out for COVID. COVID's under your bed. COVID's under the closet. COVID's under the rug. COVID's on your clothes. COVID's on the table. It's everywhere you look, up, down, all around, Dr. Seuss, here, there, wherever we go. That's what they're trying to constantly do. If you start feeling run down, immediately start bumping up your nutrient intake your supplements but there's absolutely no reason to run around living in fear every day going to get a test every couple days because you're terrified of getting covid you will know if you catch the virus that's floating around i promise you you'll figure it out really quick and it's very important that you continue to use wisdom with certain things but also to continue to live and enjoy your life there's a lot of people that keep running around saying, you shouldn't go anywhere. You don't need to do anything. Don't be around anybody. Don't go to a birthday party. You need to stay in your home at all times. I don't agree with that concept whatsoever. There's a certain place and a certain time to do that, and this is not there. Now, do I think you need to be running around shaking elbows and shaking hands and touching elbows with everybody at a concert and bouncing around in close proximity? Probably not the wisest thing to do. But we have not been given a spirit of fear. We have been given a spirit of wisdom through God Almighty. There's two completely separate concepts to that. Using wisdom is making sure if you're going somewhere, you're using wisdom with the things that you're doing. Using fear is I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit in my home and be a hermit the rest of my life because I don't want to get sick. I just got COVID. I got over COVID. It's some nasty, wicked stuff. It put me on my butt for about three or four days. Now, there's this big, this big argument now in the community about whether or not you're getting antibodies to it. I personally think you're building antibodies every time you get something. That's a very natural approach to your body. Now, do I think there's different variants of different forms that are floating around? Yeah. Can you get another one? Yeah. Is, can you die if you walk across the street? Yeah. You have to weigh the risk of what you're wanting to do and understand that there's certain things that are probably not best to do, but other things that are part of living life. Like last year, 
when we completely and totally ruin society by shutting down and we're making kids have drive-by birthday parties, which in some cases ruin, ruin certain communities and children's psyches. They're now showing in the United Kingdom that children had basically, as of last year, their antidepressant prescriptions went up 22% last year alone from ages 5 to 16, a rise to 231,791 prescriptions last year alone for children's 5 to 16 just in the UK. This is insane, my friends. The prescription drug problem is becoming worse and worse and worse. Five-year-olds don't need antidepressants. Five-year-olds need sunlight, fresh air to be outside playing with friends and enjoy life. Isolating young children for the rest of their foreseeable future is not healthy for anything, including their developmental process. So please use wisdom with certain things, but also to understand that the lockdowns they did last year were done very specifically to do what they're doing now. They want everybody to be scared of everybody. They want everybody to be terrified of everybody. So nobody communicates, nobody bands together, nobody unifies, and nobody stands strong. Everybody's out on their own doing their own thing, and everybody thinks everybody's an asymptomatic carrier, and you don't need to be around anybody. Now, as far as when it comes to people that have been injected, by all means, my personal opinion, I don't recommend you associate with them. That's just my personal opinion. I don't, I've actively avoided anybody I know has been injected. I'll just be honest with you because I know exactly what's going on with this injection now because the doctors and scientists and virologists that have worked on it, and designed it have very much told us what's happening. But as far as when it comes to natural, healthy, unvaccinated people that are taking care of their bodies, there's absolutely no reason to treat everybody like they're sick because that's exactly what the globalists are trying to get everybody to do. They do not want any unity. They do not want anybody coming together. They do not want anybody talking and standing up. They want everybody talking text, everybody talking phone. They want to be able to record algorithm and monitor every single thing every person says. And the problem is when people get together and they go to bars or they go to restaurants and they hang out and they're not on their phones, guess what? They're swapping ideas. They're swapping knowledge. They're swapping things that are happening without being on their phone. That is exactly how things form, and that's how groups come together and start standing up. So that's my stance on that, and that's why I want to reference because I've been getting a lot of emails on that this week, Dad. Other than that, how are you doing this morning? Oh, awesome. I'm doing great. I'm in the middle of my little whatever this current COVID thing is cycle, you know, I got it from you and your mom and I'm still doing the show and you still did the show every day last week. And uh, have I felt better before? Uh, yeah, I have, <laughs> but am I still capable of doing a talk show? Yes, I am. Now, why is that? Why is it that I have this stuff? This is by the way, the third time that I've had COVID and it's just the pits every time I get it. Now, this particular one has been worse because it's trying to focus on my lungs, but I'm not allowing that to happen because of the nutrient intake of D3 and potassium iodine and zinc and C and everything else. But the reality is, is that when you have a different variant coming out, basically what it is, is a different bioweapon. And they're doing this on purpose because they want they don't want you to have antibodies. Now, as far as the antibodies for whatever this is now, whatever they want to call it now, Yes, I have antibodies against it. In the last two that they sent through, I've had antibodies against those. But every time they release a new variant, it's kind of like the flu shot every year. Every year they say, well, we're going to release a flu shot, and we're going to guess at what it's going to be. Well, that's about as stupid as it gets. That's just to inject you with a bunch of mercury is all that's for. It basically increase your risks of Alzheimer's disease and senile dementia. Remember, 
three flu shots in a row increase the risks of senile dementia by 50%. So there's a major problem when you start injecting all that mercury and all those chemicals into your body on an ongoing basis. Now, I agree with Austin. We can't shut our lives down. We have to continue to go out and live our lives along with several caveats. I got to stick these in here too. This is real important. If you have comorbidities, if you're obese, if you have heart disease, if you have diabetes, if you're over the age of 70, if you've got some type of debilitating condition such as cancer or whatever, you really need to avoid going out into groups of people that you don't know. I'm just being honest with you guys now. Uh, and I know that Austin's right. You know, we've got to have children have to be out. They have to be socialized and all the other stuff. But when you get past a certain age, it can really affect you in a negative way if you have not taken care of yourself. I just want you guys to understand that. It's really important that you get this one. Now, as far as what's going on here in Central Florida, I've got a good, good friend of mine. He owns a restaurant. Both of his in-laws are in the hospital right now with COVID. His brother is in the hospital with COVID. His son basically has COVID, whatever you want to call the stuff they have sent out. Now, I, don't, I can't, you can't, there's a PCR test doesn't work, so we don't know what it is. I have whatever they have right now that they call this disease. Austin just had it. Lana just had it. The kids just had it. Sharon just had it. Okay. All around us, people are having these conditions that basically include upper respiratory, breathing difficulties, et cetera, et cetera. So, do we need to show caution? Yes. And I agree with Austin 100%. If you know somebody's been vaccinated, as far as I'm concerned, you need to put up a skull and crossbones and stamp it on their chest and don't get near them for at least three months. Because remember what the studies have shown, that people shed this mess for up to 10 weeks. Now, think about that for a second. And that's why so many people are, you know, Sharon's mother right now. My mother-in-law in the hospital with COVID, but she's like 77, 78 years old. I'm sorry, 87 years old, you know, and so, you know, we're believing God for a miracle for her. And so all of these things are happening all around us here in Florida. Now, why is it so bad here in Florida? Well, maybe it's because of what DeSantis has done. Maybe they've released particularly, you know, virulent strains here in Florida because they want to show Florida that we have to be locked down and wear a Muslim, basically shut all our businesses down. I don't know. All I know is this. you got to take supplements. And in the event that you start coming down with something, you make sure that you have ivermectin. Really, really important. Go to your medical doctor and get them to prescribe ivermectin. I had multiples of you folks yesterday contact me and basically ask me for the name of the doctor locally, who you can get it from online, and I gave you the doctor's name. I have not received permission from her to give it out on the broadcast but if you want to email Austin, he can give you the name, too, at Health Masters. And it's really important that we all work together and pull together on this. But, guys, listen to me. Austin's right. We don't have a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We can't allow these guys to socially isolate us and get us scared to death hovering in the corner, basically scared to come out from underneath the bed. You can't live like that, all right? You know, I'm still going out. We, I took Sharon to lunch yesterday. You know, now I'm pretty much asymptomatic at this point it's got a little stuff stuffy head my throat's not sore anymore so I, otherwise if i saw a really bad sore throat i wouldn't have gone out i would have stayed at home because i don't want to affect anybody else because main the main time you're able to spread this stuff or to infect other people is when you first come down with it when you get a real sore throat from the literature that i've read but and, and but what i did do i went into the restaurant i stayed away from everybody i went and sat in the corner with sharon and i simply didn't 
have any communication with anybody less than 20, 30 feet away because I was trying to be cautious also with that. But I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm not going to do it because if you do that, haven't they already won? Hmm? That's the question, isn't it? If we walk around in fear, haven't they already won? And now they're saying that they're going to have a whole new incident of polio cases this coming fall through November, December of this year with young children around the age of five. Why is that happening? And the question is, why does the CDC know that? I mean, why are they warning doctors and physicians and, and basically hospitals what they're supposed to diagnose this thing with, the poliomyelitis? I mean, why is that? Well, because polio, again, is another one of those opportunistic diseases. And when you get a live vaccine for polio for children, it can actually spread to other children. I've got a good friend of mine. His name was Jimmy. And he took the live vaccine, and he was perfectly healthy back in the 50s, 60s, and he ended up coming down with polio. Remember, they gave us all live polio vaccines and drinks and all that kind of stuff back in the 60s. Bunch of sickos. And they contaminated that with the Simeon 40, which gave my entire generation huge amounts of brain cancer, bone cancer, and breast cancer. And it's being passed on epigenetically through our DNA and to our children who never were given the Simeon 40. I had a discussion with a friend of mine, Jim, the other day, and he, he was talking to me about mRNA vaccines and how they don't affect DNA. Well, there's a thing called epigenetics, and I sent Jim a bunch of emails and texts on that. And, and what it basically says is this. Whatever your generation experiences is written into your genetic coding, and it affects future generations. So if they start messing with your RNA and start doing damage to you, then how do we know that this is not going to be epigenetically written into our RNA and then to, our DNA, excuse me, and then change us genetically for future generations to come, that we all have these other types of conditions that are developed? We don't know that. See, and this is what should have been tested on these stupid RNA vaccines. Remember, the first time they tested these things on the animals, <laughs> they tested the coronavirus vaccine on animals. Every single cat and every single ferret died. 100% of the test group died from septus because the spike proteins got in and started cutting the endothelial cells in the intestinal tract, causing leaky gut. And these contents of their intestines leaked into their gut cavities, and basically they died of septus. All the animals did. So we've got to be really careful. So Austin's 100% right. Do we want to be around people that are shedding spike proteins? The answer is absolutely not. The answer is no, no, and again, did I say no? Oh, that's right. I did mean no, didn't I? And see, we've got to understand all of this stuff is important that we understand from a, how should I say, health standpoint. Now they're saying they have different viral loads inside of these vaccines. In fact, Dr. Jane Ruby did a basically a seminar. She discussed what the, Dr. Robert Young, and he published it on the 20, August 20th, titled Scanning and Transmission Electron Microscopy Reveals Graphene Oxide. And it's great to basically this report should be considered a warning to everyone considering the jab. Dr. Young is a microscope expert who published his findings complete with images after examining the contents of the four publicly available COVID-19 jabs with various microscopes. Now, what's interesting about that, that, that he determined that the vials contain graphene oxide, which we've talked about over and over again, and stainless steel and other toxic metals. You know, we've been hearing about this for years and years and years. This lady goes on to say, that she cited papers published in NIH about manipulative magnetic nanomedicine as the future of COVID-19 pandemic therapy and about spions, super paramedic iron oxide nanoparticles in which the magnetic field is placed in and around the lipid nanoparticle envelope surrounding the mRNA to drive the spike protein manufacturing technology deep into your cells. Could this be why people have 
metal sticking to their skin now? Will they have forks and knives sticking to them? Maybe. We get a bit more information when she continues on a report saying the stainless steel that you know are stuck together with carbon-based glue of reduced graphene oxide that reduce and induce pathological blood coagulation through the continuous degradation of cell membranes. And let's not forget about the spike proteins lodging themselves are like little sand spurs into the endothelial cells of your blood lining, which cause micro eddy currents to develop and micro clotting to develop. That's why the D-dimer test is so important. You know, it's crazy. My mother-in-law, she tested positive for D-dimer. She has microclotting. Now, she hasn't received the vaccine, but she's been around people that have received the vaccine. And so does that mean that this spike protein has gotten into her and it's causing microclotting? I don't know. That's the problem. Again, this all should have been tested before this released on the general population, unless they're trying to basically use it as a eugenics protocol, then they wouldn't test anything. By the way, September the 7th, it can't come soon enough, then Pfizer is basically obliged to deliver the complete ingredient list. Remember, they haven't had to deliver the complete ingredient list, which is continually changed, by the way, because of the emergency use authorization. They have to deliver the complete ingredient list of the vaccine. Because right now it looks like the vaccine is a deadly cocktail of graphene oxide, spion, spike protein-inducing synthetic mRNA, and, and a tropical parasite. What? Well, yes, yeah, she says that a lot, a lot of people are now coming in and saying that there's also what's called a trip, trip to a trypanzoma cruzy parasite in the vials that may now view the myriad of crippling vaccine side effects and also including the multi-organ effects. Now, also, I know that the resvimivir has a real problem with causing organ damage. But she says that this could also cause Chagas, C-H-A-G-A-S disease. She says this T. cruzy single-cell parasite can burrow into human tissue and feed on blood. After four to eight weeks, it becomes Chagas disease, which is basically a chronic condition with very few symptoms for years until the organs become scarred and damaged by the tiny parasites. Now, is this true? I don't know. I'm letting you know that, you know, unless the stuff supposedly is treated with antiparasitic drugs, maybe this is why ivermectin works so well. Maybe this is why hydroxychloroquine works so well. That these people basically will have all kinds of health issues and problems with their heart. Guys, we are in the middle of a dystopian mess, okay? George Orwell would have run in the quarter and would have hidden from what's going on right now. He'd have said, wow, you guys are nuts. And... Again, we've got to go to the off-world part of this. We've got to talk about the other dimensional entities that are in our, in, our, in our world, the fallen angels, the demons, all the other stuff. You think, well, why would you do this today? I do this all the time. If you're just tuning into the show, I always talk about fallen angels. Remember, the fallen angels came to this planet after they were thrown out of heaven. They called them the Watchers, and they started breeding with the women here. Apparently, they had permission, if you read the book of Enoch, to marry these women for exchange of advanced technology to the people that were here that God put here. Now, you have to understand something. These fallen angels, these entities, created Nephilim, hybrid human beings, which is kind of like they're still doing right now, right, with all the chimeras developing in the laboratories. And they use this whole planet as a giant petri dish, as a giant experimental laboratory. Remember that movie Prometheus? They said, we don't do this on our planet. We do it on other planets because we don't want a chance of this stuff being released on our planet. So who are these other entities? Were they beings that were originally on this planet that these angels changed 
into something else? I don't know. You know, but we know these are real. We know the spaceships are real. We know the UFOs are real. We're getting a soft disclosure right now from the government. But don't let this mess with your head because the great I am created the entire universe and he's still in charge. And his energy field, his Holy Spirit encompasses the entire universe. And through him, all things are held together. And none of this surprises God through Christ. And we have to have our relationship with Jesus. Right now, it's really important that you have a really tight relationship with God and Christ. This morning, I had a really in-depth prayer time with Sharon, which we do pretty much every morning. And I prayed for you guys. I prayed that God would bless you, and that he'd keep you, that he'd allow his face to shine upon you, to be gracious unto you. He'd grant you grace, mercy, peace, love, prosperity, companionship, focus, goal, directions, and good health. I always pray this for you guys on an ongoing basis. Why? Because I love you guys. You guys are my family. And that's why we share with you so much of this personal stuff on the show, which most people don't do on shows, because we want you guys to know that we're real. You know, I had a, another guy contact me this morning and another lady contact me this morning. And they want to know if this new guy that I was talking about on the Internet yesterday, who basically is, how should I say, a CIA plant, who told me this and why they told me this. Well, there was a discussion I had with Jeff Rents. Jeff Rents is extremely he's, – he's brilliant. He, quite frankly, he's brilliant. And he's been doing this for a long, 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 long time, longer than I have in the alt-news media. And he's seen so much of this stuff. He told me about one guy who was basically, how should I say, set up by the CIA in another country. Then they tried to turn this guy into a rap star. Then they tried to get him back into the United States. Then the CIA published multiple books that he did. And that Jeff knew all of the front agencies that did all the stuff that were all part of the CIA cooperative through Operation Mockingbird. And right now he's a large alt-media broadcaster. And you think, well, why in the world would they do this? Because they're controlling both sides of the narrative. They always control both sides of the narrative. Here's what I told my friends. And if you know me personally, I'll tell you who the person is. But I'm not going to promote it on the air because I don't have the proof to prove it. But I believe that Jeff is right. The people, because they come out of nowhere. They start off with huge numbers, and the algorithms are pointed to them. They have producers. They have co-hosts. They get beneficial algorithms which push all of these different search engines to listen to their shows. They've got a full set. In other words, they have this expensive set that's set up behind them. Who's paying for all that? They bring in top guests. And why are they not being censored? Why are they not being censored? And they never covered these topics. They never talk about the Federal Reserve Banks. They never talk about the international monetary funds. They never talk about the Rothschilds, rarely talk about Israel, never, ever talk about Zionism or Samuel Untermyer or the Third Temple or the Kabbalists or the Zohar. Never. They very rarely ever mention anything about abortions being a satanic sacrifice, if they mention it at all. That's your acid test. I talked about this yesterday, but I want to go into more detail today, because if we understand where do these people come from? Why are they suddenly being pushed and promoted to everybody, and why are they being covered up? Why is the internet being covered with their information? And who paid for the set? Who's paying the co-host? How are they generating revenue, and how do they get top guests on their show? You know, it's very difficult to get top guests on a show. They're very busy, and, you know, and they're very, very picky in many cases on who they're going to go on with because they don't have the time, especially when they're medical professionals. That's why we're very, very careful on who we bring on the show. Tomorrow we're supposed to have another top guest, and I'm saying this because it was tentatively scheduled. I'm believing he'll be here tomorrow, but 
the reality is that we try to bring you the show that nobody else wants to talk about stuff. Does that make sense? Because we want you to know that this is a reality that we all have to deal with right now. Guys, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus Christ is still on the throne with the great I Am and the Holy Spirit, and we have to continue to have faith in them. Yesterday, I had a, a friend of mine, former talk show radio host, big guy, really well-known, and he sent me an interview that he had done with another guy who came out of nowhere who starts talking about aliens, but he never really talked about the lordship of Jesus Christ. So is that person even saved who he interviewed? I don't know. You guys know this, and I'm going to say this to you again. My heart beats for the great I am. It's all about Jesus on the show. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's all about the great I am. It's about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit on the show. I was born again in 1979. I'll give you my full testimonial for. I accepted Christ. My whole life changed. I can tell you how I got saved, when I got saved, why I got saved. I can tell you that I'm not perfect, and I continue to will do things wrong. I still do things wrong. We all do things. Paul said, why do I continue to do the things that I should not do? And he said that praise be to God that Jesus delivered us from this. We all make mistakes. We all fall short of the glory of God. But when we have Jesus Christ living in us and through us, we're clothed in his righteousness. And God doesn't see the sin because he only sees Jesus when he looks at us. I've explained that into detail with you guys from a physics standpoint. So, guys, listen to me. If the shows aren't talking about Jesus all of the time, chances are they ain't talking about Jesus any of the time at home. And they really don't have a relationship with the Most High God through Christ. That's the only hope we have right now. I'm just being honest with you guys. Without Jesus, we were, we're done. It's over with. Whatever these entities are, wherever they came from, whatever they're doing, they're doing a full-scale takeover of the planet. And I mentioned this yesterday. Have they worked out special deals with our government, with people in our government? to quote-unquote put giant Swiss bank accounts for them and to keep them alive during these pandemics that they're putting through the, through the world. I don't know. All I know is this. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. This is the day that the Lord has made and that my heart beats for the great I am. That's what I know. And I hope you feel the same way about your life and, your, and who you serve too. Austin, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Yes, also too, another news, this is interesting, in Italy, you know, they've been getting more and more locked down, same thing with France, well, the Italian government now has vowed to crack down on demonstrators as they are now threatening to block train tracks throughout the country on Wednesday as a rule requiring COVID-19 tests and vaccines takes effect for any long-distance domestic public transport. This is nuts. Now, normally, you guys know me, I am not an advocate of public service disruption when it comes to operating vehicles, driving roads, you know, trains, stuff like that. Um, however, enough is enough in a lot of these European countries. They are pushing the envelope more and more. And as I've told you, when you start having a government entity that continues to violate your human rights and your freedoms, it doesn't stop until you make it stop. And it said in a bid to rein in basically what's going on, domestic travelers in Italy now from summer until the wintertime are mandated to show a so-called green pass anytime they travel. This certifies that they received at least one dose of the shot more than 15 days ago and have tested negative in the past 48 hours. And what's happened is now they basically said to use any type of train systems, they're not letting you on the train. 
they've de facto turned you into a slave. Remember what I told you in Europe when you go over there? When well, last time I was over there, there are fuel already is like eight ten dollars a gallon. You buy it by the liter over there. When you do the conversion on, depending where you're at in certain parts of Europe, it's seven eight nine ten dollars a gallon. I mean, it's unbelievably expensive. And so when they public transportation and you know service like that, like trains and stuff, are very very popular throughout Europe. Trains are huge throughout Europe. And so what they're doing is they're taking the primary mode of transportation to be able to travel across your country able to travel across the EU and they've now said you're not going to do it unless you want to get a test basically every single time you go anywhere you need to get your shot and if you don't want to get the shot then you have to get the test every time you go anywhere and what's happened is now it's the same thing I've already said this isn't going to stop it's going to get stronger and more aggressive and eventually it's going to reach a point where they're not even going to allow you to get a negative test they're going to say you can't get on the train unless you have a injection and so they're planning on going out there and like blocking the trains. I don't, I don't advise people do that. Okay, I don't encourage people to go out and stand in front of trains. That's not real bright. But I have to say, they're pretty fed up with this in Italy right now. France, Europe. I mean, they're getting pretty mad. And this is just the beginning phase of what they're trying to implement here in the United States. Now we've already seen in you know New York. We've seen over in California in multiple cities now. You know, New York's already tried to mandate it. You basically restaurants, gyms, I mean, pretty much anything. You can't go in without a passport. Now, a lot of people are basically demanding that they drop that. And a lot of businesses are refusing to comply, which I commend them for that. But again, this isn't going to stop. This was never about health. When's the last time you heard the government talk about vitamin C and D3 and zinc? When's the last time you heard them talk about hydrochloroquine and ivermectin? Oh, that's right. They banned it and said you weren't allowed to talk about it and deplatformed and took basically took took licenses from doctors when they brought it up because remember there could be no other options for COVID in order to get an emergency use authorization. Always remember that for the FDA to grant an emergency use authorization, there could be no other successful treatments available. So they had to make sure every single treatment that worked was completely and totally banned. The whole thing was a scam from the very beginning. They didn't care about health. The whole thing was about implementing the shot. And I watched an interview with Robert Kennedy Jr. earlier on the Sons of Liberty radio show. This is very disturbing. And uh, he basically said that when Trump first got into the White House – he had contact with Trump. This is Robert F. Kennedy Jr., basically, and he went in and talked about how Trump came to him and was discussing exposing the vaccine injuries. Now, if you remember, Trump did bring this up repeatedly, and this was a big platform where he brought up that got a lot of us hooked on what he was saying. When he was running for office, he talked about the fact – he publicly – that he was going to look at the vaccine injuries and why these kids were getting so many shots and why of them so many of them were coming down with autism. You guys remember that? It's all, all of a sudden everybody's ears perked up. We went, whoa, 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 whoa. What did he say? Oh, 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 wow. We, we got a, we got another JFK coming up here. And this is this is interesting. And Kennedy Jr. is talking about this right now. And he said Trump came to him about it. And he said basically he gave Kennedy the green light to get information to him about what was going on. Now, here's the kicker about this. It's the first time I've ever heard Robert F. Kennedy Jr. say this. He explained – and this is him saying this on this news thing. 
on, on Sons of Liberty radio show. He said that Pfizer donated $1 million to Trump's inauguration. After the inauguration, he said the doors completely shut. He didn't even have access to Trump anymore. And the promise of exposing the vaccine injuries completely and totally disappeared. The topic never got brought up again. Now, isn't it funny all of a sudden, three years later, three and a half years later, when Trump comes in and says, we're going to do the Operation Warp Speed for everybody's protection. We're going to fast track an injection RNA that nobody's ever tested before and making sure who is at the forefront of making 15 to $20 billion right off the beginning phase buy-up of it? Oh, that's right. That would have been Pfizer. Who's the company who just got the FDA approval on an unapproved, untested injection that's not even available yet, but yet the current Pfizer COVID injection is going to be under that umbrella of protection? Oh, that's right. That was Pfizer, obviously. Pfizer, 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 Pfizer. Interestingly enough, they donated a million dollars to his inauguration. Isn't that funny how the money moves around? And I guess that's the – and that, quite frankly, that's the only thing – that's the only time that basically Robert F. Kennedy has been able to prove this. I can guarantee you if you start doing your research, there is a whole laundry list of stuff that happened because when we saw this push for the shot and this push for Operation Warp Speed, that's something that I told you guys from the very beginning. I said this is grossly disturbing that we're taking RNA – gene therapy that has never been tested long-term ever in human subjects, ever, ever. All the animals and ferrets that they tested it on all died before the end of the study. This has never been able to be tested. The FDA even came out three years ago, the three or four years ago, I talked about this, when multiple companies were constantly trying to test RNA in clinical trials, trials for humans. FDA said, dude, we don't know what this is going to do long term. This is RNA gene therapy. This is not something we can approve. They said that. And then all of a sudden, fast forward COVID. Oh, by the way, we're going to approve this now for emergency use authorization with two months of phase three trial. It's totally safe now. Don't worry about it. Just get the shot and don't question it. Come on, guys. Look at what's really happening behind the scenes, and you will realize what's really going on all across the country. At the same time now, Japan, you guys saw this last week. They suspended 1.63 million doses of the Moderna shot Dad was just talking about because it was contaminated with the foreign materials. Now, interestingly enough about it now, Moderna's now come out now, and they said they will basically be suspending another three lots of the COVID injection due to contamination. Now, isn't it funny that Moderna didn't catch the contamination? Japan caught the contamination at the final phase. Meaning that speaks very, very poorly for Moderna's quality control and their testing on these batches that they've been fully contaminated. And they're still like tested earlier. They said they're being contaminated with stainless steel. But of course, the investigation is saying that it doesn't pose any additional health risk. Well, I personally don't believe the BS lie that they're funneling to everybody. I don't think they're contaminated with only stainless steel. I think a scientist in Japan found out that these things are loaded with graphene oxide and who knows what else other cocktail that's brewed up in them and flagged it. And then enough scientists looked at it and flagged it to it became a point to where, okay, we can't roll this out anymore. We have to stop this and recall 1.63 million vials. 
This is definitely something that's going on that is not normal. 1.63 million vials contaminated. They came in and said a small batch, a lot of 100 bottles had contamination. I'd say, uh, okay, maybe that was a slip up. 1.63 million vials of it. Guys, that wasn't an accident. That wasn't a joke. That stuff was supposed to be administered, and somebody was sharp enough in Japan to catch this and say, dude, we can't inject this into human beings. This is not okay. This is not safe. We have to expose this for what's going on, and they did. The narrative is starting to crumble if you look deep enough. Remember, people in these groups and bankers and pharmaceutical companies, they'll tell you what they're going to do. You just have to listen closely enough. Uh, when you start hearing people say certain things, you have to understand what they're saying behind what they're saying. It's kind of like when people come in and they'll, something's going on, they have an argument with you, or for example, somebody's vaccinated and another person's not vaccinated. And they're having this argument over a friendship because they don't know what to do. And the vaccinated person wants the other person to get injected and the other person doesn't want to be around the other person because they're injected. And all of a sudden, you know, the injected person goes, well, listen, I don't want this to be a reason we're not friends anymore. Well, they're telling you right there what their overall intentions are going to be with this. You already know where this relationship's going to go. They're telling you that they're deferring it onto you now and that they want you to accept it and you to be okay with it. Or if you're not okay with it, then it's your fault they're not going to be friends anymore. You always have to listen to what people are telling you, and it's very clear what they're doing in most cases. It's very clear what these guys are doing with these injections. It's very clear what's going on with this push. Now we've got the booster shot rolling out. Now there's absolutely no telling what is going to be in this booster shot. So I really encourage people, do your own research. If you've had the first injection, do some more research before you go get this booster shot. Because my biggest question I've asked everybody that's been injected, and they start talking about this booster shot, I say, okay, so you were told this thing is incredibly effective, incredibly safe. You feel horrible, and it's not working. Now you're being told that it doesn't work at all, and now you had it five months ago, and now you need to get another booster shot. I said, do you think this is going to stop with this booster shot? Or are you pretty much looking five months, six months down the line and realize by January, February – Everybody's going to get told to get another booster shot again and on and on and on and on. Most people can't answer the question. Oh, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They they also weren't going to lock down the country for an entire year. They also weren't going to arrest people for not wearing masks. They also weren't going to padlock gyms because people refused to close down. But Costco, Sam's, Walmart, Amazon never missed a single day. They wouldn't do that either, would they? Yeah, of course they did. They did it repeatedly, and they're going to continue doing it until we say no. And at the same time now, you've got this absolute – I don't even know how to explain the level of insult that we've seen now continually happen in Afghanistan. And the fact that I saw, I saw an interview the other day, yesterday. I, somebody sent it to me online, and it was a it was a short link. It was an interview with one of the guys, basically represented in the White House, and they were asking him on what they thought about the financial and economic incentives and basically money that we were going to give to the Taliban. And I went, wait, what? 
And this guy goes on like a 30-minute monologue – or excuse me, like a 30-second monologue about, well, it's up to the Taliban to show us if they're going to be compliant and they're going to help us out and work with us. And if they're showing us that they're going to be compliant and they're going to work with us, then we're basically looking at doing economic incentives and financial incentives for them, meaning we're going to give them foreign aid. We're going to give them money if they basically work with us. So I guess the $80 billion in military equipment and MRAPs and Blackhawks and machine guns and frag grenades and claymores and Simtex, and the list goes down the line for an entire minute. I guess that wasn't enough to incentivize them to be good little terrorists. Now we're going to give them free money if they work with us. Was it just me or I'm the only one that remembers 20 years ago when George W., the moron, got on television and said, you're either with us or you're with the terrorists. The Taliban and al-Qaeda have to pay for what they did with 9-11. Am I the only one that remembers that speech? Am I the only one that remembers watching the videos of us shelling Baghdad for two days straight in night vision? And basically mortaring that country and mortaring Iraq and all these countries and going in and saying, we're here to wipe out the terrorists because they're basically a threat to democracy. We can't let them do this again. We have to wipe out the Taliban and Al-Qaeda. So I guess – and then didn't we just do a drone strike on them last Friday? So I guess we, we drone strike them wholesale on Monday, and then we give them more machine guns and – basically economic aid on Monday, uh, you know, I don't even know. To me, this has turned into such a complete and total theater show. It almost boggles my mind that some people actually think what we're seeing is really real. As far as when I say that, I mean in the aspect of it's not planned and they don't know what's going on. And it was simply an accident from the beginning. I guess it's not an accident. Nobody seems to continue to bring up the fact that Afghanistan has over $3 trillion worth of rare earth elements, including the highest deposit of lithium in the entire world. I guess everybody's just continuing to forget about that, hence why I bring it up every day. But this is just becoming something that I don't even, I can't even watch much, much anymore because the lies, the manipulation, the propaganda have become so aggressive. All it does is make me mad when I watch some of this stuff, Dad. What do you think? Well, you know, that's the problem, isn't it, Austin? You know, when, you, when you're when you immersed in this stuff and you're trying to find a positive aspect of it, it becomes almost impossible because of the amount of disinformation that's going on around us. So that's why I always tell folks what we try to do on the show is take bits of all these different news stories and tell you from a, how should I say, an average of what's going on. And when we, when we, something's way out and off the, you know, it's not part of the, the, the normality of what's really happening. We say, by the way, we're not sure about this story. And the only way you can do that is you literally have to have read thousands and thousands and thousands of stories and read hundreds of stories a day, which is what Austin and I do. And you think, wow, Ted, that's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. But you're right, Austin. It's very difficult to actually sit here and watch this stuff because of the disinformation that's coming out, particularly, like I said earlier, when they keep bringing more and more different people out who basically are continuing to parrot the mainstream alt-news media. Gosh, that sounds weird, doesn't it? The mainstream alt-news media. Guys, a few years ago, I remember it was either H1N1 or SARS. I don't remember. They ended up with a uh, bunch of vaccine. And uh, you guys are going to have to send me the link because I can't find it. I was going to read it to you. That was out of Switzerland, Baxter Labs. And they sent a whole bunch of 
basically vaccines. It was either to Poland or to Hungary. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of vials. And the scientists who received them, they did a batch quality control test on these particular vials, and they injected it in a whole bunch of ferrets to see what would happen just to test the ferrets. The next morning, the guy comes back, and every one of the ferrets are dead. They're all dead. And so they immediately stopped the entire batch from being released. And apparently it had live H1N1 or live SARS in it, and it was unbelievably toxically manufactured. And I'm pretty sure that was Baxter Labs out of Switzerland. But here's the problem, isn't it? If you have millions of vials contaminated with graphene oxide, contaminated with stainless steel, contaminated with parasites, these laboratories that manufacture these, how should I say, kill shots, they're some of the most sterile laboratories and sterile facilities in the world, supposedly. And so it's hard for me to believe, Austin, that they have had so many of their products contaminated with other ingredients by accident. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? But it just, it just seems strange to me because we always hear these narratives of going on. And, of course, Baxter Labs, is, oh, we had a cross-contamination. We had live strains going. They had all these excuses they made. You guys pull up the story for me because I can't find it. And it's, this is something that we have to understand, that when you give these guys, especially here in the United States, you know, car blanc, how should I say, immunity, no matter what they do, no matter if somebody dies, no matter what happens whether they're paralyzed, whether they die on the spot, whether they drop dead within seconds after the vaccine. It makes no difference at all. They can't be sued. And Austin covered yesterday how some of these vaccine manufacturing giants are requiring military bases and sovereign assets from the companies and the countries, the countries they go into before they even ship the vaccines. So in case that they have these massive lawsuits against them, they're going to make sure they stay paid because they're going to own all these sovereign assets. This is the bankers that do this, the bankers who own the entire world through Straight Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, the bloodline families. And again, very few people even talk about that ever on talk shows because I guess they don't really figure that they want to go there because it draws the lines back to the Kabbalists. I've done that many times on the show. By the way, two men in Japan have died following the COVID vaccine after it was found to contain metal flakes that react to magnets. Two healthy men, ages 30 and 38, with no pre-existing illnesses, died days after receiving the Moderna vaccine found to contain tiny metal flakes that reportedly react to magnets. 39 vials were found to contain the fragments last week at eight centers in five areas, including Tokyo. More than 1.6 million doses have been withdrawn. That's the article that Austin was talking about, to make it concise a few moments ago. Although also, Antifa high school teacher is now admitting that he is turning students into communist revolutionaries. Project Veritas published an undercover video featuring Gabriel Geip, a high school teacher in Sacramento who admitted being a member of Antifa and working to turn his students into leftist revolutionaries. He told the reporter that he has 180 days to turn them students into revolutionaries. When asked how he accomplishes this goal, he said, scare the blank out of them. He motivates his students to join Antifa, protests, and activities by giving extra credit. Here we go to students who attend the Antifa meetings. Guy teaches government classes to advanced students at Inderkum High School in the Natomas Unified School District. Project Veritas will live stream the Natomas School Board meeting on Wednesday, September the 1st, at certain links here. Now, I'm going to post this on the website. This is from uh, G. Edward Griffin, Need to Know. Now, think about it for a second. Remember I told you the other day, this one, this one teacher, this female teacher, was having them basically pledge allegiance to the gay flag of the United States of America? 
And I said these teachers can give these kids extra credit or give them specific grades when they do this. Here's the perfect example of what I said and what they're able to do. Remember, I was a college professor for years, and I learned very, very quickly that kids, if they want to get a good grade in the class, if you give them extra credit projects, they will do it very, very quickly because they want to get A's in the class. By the way, Pat Wood of Technocracy News is now explaining how to cut through the media's lies when they debunk articles. And he shows the fact-checking articles never offer concrete evidence to support their claims, but create doubt and confusion, which amounts to propaganda and nothing more. I'm going to post this article also at the Health Masters news site. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you. You guys are absolutely awesome. I am blessed to be part of your lives, and so is Austin. Thank you for your continued prayers for my family and all these people in our immediate circle that have been hospitalized. I love you guys, and I pray that you stay healthy and your family stays healthy and that you guys always walk in divine health. Thank you for all of your support of Health Masters. I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow. God bless. Yes, guys, and continue to keep the information flowing out there. You know, a lot of people are realizing now, and more and more people I talk to, I mean, people that I never even really were ever really awake or ever really wanted to talk about this stuff, they always kind of ignored it. I'll run into them occasionally, and they'll, they'll start talking about it just talking to me right off the rip with it. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> like, all right. You know, I was working on getting a uh, homeowner's basically insurance finalized. And, you know, a lady called me the other day. I'm not going to say the name of the company because I don't want to get in trouble. And she called me up and was setting up an appointment. And uh, I had told her, I was like, yes, and I just got, you know, over this COVID nonsense. I said it took me about three or four days to really bounce back. And uh, she goes, oh, she goes, well, it, this whole thing's gotten ridiculous. And I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even press her on. I was just trying to get the appointment set up. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, it has. And she goes, well, I don't know if you know this. She goes, but a lot of the research that I'm finding now is that the individuals that are getting injected are the ones that are primarily spreading this. And I was like, I didn't know what to say at first. And I went, you're absolutely right. I said the research is starting to show that now. I said the science, the science is actually starting to back some of this research that we've been talking about for months. And I said, ironically enough, majority of the time I find that when somebody that's healthy contracts this stuff, they originally get it from somebody that's unvaccinated. And then it trickles down the line with family and friends and other people that are healthy that catch it. And I said, this is definitely not something that's coincidental whatsoever. It's just you start going off. And I mean, this is a rep from a pretty big insurance company. I'm like, whoa, it's talking to me on the phone. It's just, I mean, we're casually talking about this now. And so I was very excited. So I, you know, I talked about, we actually ended up talking about five, 10 minutes. And, uh, but I was proud to hear that, that she was that aggressive to bring that up over the phone. Now, granted, <laughs> she's got to be careful because that's the way you get in trouble too with some of these companies. But obviously I would never turn her in. If somebody asked me about it, I would deny she ever said anything to me. But the problem is I think this phone call is recorded. So again, I encourage you, if you're at work, be careful about saying stuff like that over the phone, just my personal preference. But again, a lot of these companies now are starting to fall back and are basically starting to push, you know, take a step back on these asinine mandates because so many people in the businesses and employees are saying, no, no, we're not. We're not going to go along with this. We're not going to comply with this. We're getting a religious exemption. That's what I told everybody to do. We've sent it out in emails. I've got it on the Instagram page, which ST Brower. We've given you ideas. We've given you templates. 
the biggest thing you can do is fill out a religious exemption form. Even if it's not exactly what they want, you get a form on file and you give it to somebody and you record it going to somebody as far as you have it filed in your file jacket with your name, your information, you filled out with your signature on it. Because at that point in time now, you have a paper trail of a religious exemption that they try to terminate you without cause. And they say, well, you've not complied with your vaccine shot. And you said, dude, I've already handed HR my religious exemption. I can't get this shot. It's against my religion. Now, all of a sudden, you start opening them up. They start opening themselves up to a massive lawsuit if they start firing people over their religious beliefs. That's the biggest thing you have to start doing. you got to get proactive on You can't just sit around and say, well, we'll see what happens with them. you got to push back, and you got to stand your ground on this. I encourage that, and I've seen that happen in a lot of places now, including Watson Clinic over in Lakeland. 30 of the girls, the nurses, did the exact same thing I just said. Watson Clinic backed off, said, we don't even need the form. You can keep them on file, but whatever you want to do, we're not going to push you to do it. We're not going to make you do anything. You don't have to get the shot. That's how you have to continue to do it, my friends. You have to stand your ground on this 100%. So thank you again for the support. This is absolutely a crucial time in history where we continue to support one another and we get the information and truth out. So thank you for allowing us to make Health Masters your number one go-to source for supplemental needs and not ever have to run commercials or ads on our show, which I know a lot of people like because I hate commercials. So again, thank you for that support. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. Be sure to check out the website, The Purple Sticks, back in stock at healthmasters.com. Have a great night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always.